Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin is not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. On today's show we're going to be looking back over the Cavan ladies and their defeat to Cork at the weekend, catching up with Donna English and manager James Daly. Uh, we'll also be looking back over the All-County Football Leagues and the finals took place at the weekend and, and what the, the winners, the promoters the relegators um, can tell us about all the sides in the All-County Football League. And we'll be looking ahead to this weekend's fixtures and myself and Paul Fitzpatrick, who's joining me here, will uh, give our predictions for each of the fixtures in this weekend's Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship, Hotel Kilmore Intermediate and Senior Championship games. So, um, delighted, delighted to have you with me here, Paul. Before we go to that, in case anybody wants to head on over to patreon.com, where we've done a preview of the Hotel Kilmer Intermediate Football Championship by ranking the 15 teams involved, uh, both myself and Paul's rankings, and a uh, good bit of a debate there, but plenty of information if you want to know the insider trading for the Intermediate Championship, Paul. Yeah, well, you, you wrote off some good teams. And <laughs> Look, I, I'll be honest with <laughs> as you, opposed, David, As opposed to you not writing off some good teams. Your rankings were crazy. Your rankings were crazy. <laughs> if anyone <laughs> wants to hear them, they know what to do. They're absolutely yeah. off the wall. I think I think the tale will be told when the, when the final ball has been kicked and... and I think you'll have a, a sour puss on you as always. I'll have sure. it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, we'll, we'll start off with the Cavan ladies. Ladies first. They found out on Saturday gone by that there is a bit of a gap between themselves and, and the very top tier in Cork. Cork were just excellent. But it is a, it's a, a big, well look, it was a big defeat. I don't know if it was a big blow though, was it really? Well, I suppose it's always, it was always going to be difficult coming after such a big performance against Armagh to, to reach those heights again. Um, like, And they were going to not only have to reach it again, they were probably going to have to surpass it, to be honest. So that that, that in that sense, it, it was a difficult game to be going into against a team like Cork. But I wasn't at the game now, but going by, by all reports that I heard, Cork were a different level on the day. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were an exceptional outfit. Players like Orla Finn there couldn't get over the consistency and, and ability to turn over ball, ability then to be on the supporting end for the forwards. When she got up, she was wearing the number 12, but she covered every blade of grass on the field. And then probably, even though the game was, was well won by the time they had to introduce, but there plenty of subs that could make an impact off the bench. Cavan, they got close, maybe midway through the first half, when um, they scored two goals, and it looked like they were they were going to make a, a go of it, but then Cork just hit the accelerator and pulled away altogether, and and, and showed a different level um, than Cavan were playing at. But um, you can tell from talking when I when you hear here uh, with the Cavan wing forward Don English the disappointment in her voice, but you know the the, the important to take the the silver lining from it. Joined by Donna English after defeat here in uh, Mullingar. The hands of a really good side, Cork, you know, a, a real steep le- learning curve there for you. 
Yeah, I suppose, look, you have to be realistic. They're top two, top one, top two team in the country. Um, you know, we were looking at trying to, you know, maintain a performance. We came through a really tough game against Armagh. It was great to get the win, and there was lots of positivity there in training during the week. But, I mean, you met a different side today. Uh, their physicality, 1-15, and the girls that come off the bench, like, it's 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 tough going. And, you know, to, to try and keep in in with contention early on in the first half that was always our goal you know in the start slip away you just we gave away a freeze we you know a couple of balls we, we put in, into the sweepers pathway you know it's just little mistakes and you're punished so much by those girls they're runners off the shoulder five Miss Duggan number six their physicality and their conditioning is just a next level and massive learning curve but like you have to take the positives like there's no point in coming off this pitch disappointed we are looking forward please God to a, a, an All-Ireland quarterfinal thankfully beating our we just have to make sure that Cork now go out and beat Armagh and we'll be in that quarterfinal but that'll be our focus now you know I know that the girls a lot of the girls have club championship weddings tonight but it'll be mind the bodies you know and, and look at the quarterfinal hopefully on the 10th of July On the positive Cork got off to, to the, the perfect start pretty much but two goals from Cavan brought you right back into it and then Cork can just step it up into another gear you know but it, there was there was a huge huge amount of energy effort by Cavan expended in the first 15 20 minutes to try and stay at that pace yeah and I suppose that's the thing it's how long you can maintain that and stay at that pace they, you know they were able to bring in subs there that were just as good and they're pushing for places on that, that Cork team it's highly competitive you know we were back in contention I know we, we, we may have made a few mistakes there gave away free and they got back up the pitch and got another goal you know suddenly you're eight points down and it's just very hard you know it's very hard to I don't know what to say like it, it, it just you're depleted energy wise after we got to half time I don't know what were we down at half time eight was it yeah um, and you're looking nine and you're looking at that at that uphill battle um for the second half but look we did our best I mean that's your top one top two team in the country so we have to look at what we can learn from that on days like this by no means because you see the referee beat you but Cork seemed to get the, the rub of the green a little bit more having two sin bins and there seemed to be a number of occasions that Cork players could have been shown a yellow card but weren't was that very frustrating on the field? Like, to be honest I'd never like you know you'd never get go against the referee or whatever but I, I just feel like it was uh, we were both referee differently I feel you know you know, they were physical they were very physical and they weren't getting the ticks we were putting in hard tackles and we were on two ticks one more and you got your sin bin and that's what we've seen with, with Gilly and, and Lauren but they had to make those tackles they had to get you know they were in on goal and I mean if they're in on goal they're, they're finishing so I suppose we had to make that they're very cute they're very cute in that they share out the tackles they share out the fouls uh, and they manage that do you know what I mean and yeah I do I do feel that might have went against us uh, with the referee so. taking some positive positives out of it you, you probably could have beaten and should have beaten Donegal in the first round you beat Armagh you see Donegal beaten by Tyrone there today so you know if Cork do beat Armagh you'll go into a quarter final knowing you're not playing a Cork or a Dublin which will give you hope you should, you'd be definitely be able to compete and, and maybe get a, a semi-final spot definitely I'd love to get another uh, kick at, at uh, Donegal we were just that little bit naive you know we were five points up and they were cute enough to claw it back the foul when they had to and they did what they had to get back into the extra time but I would love to get another uh, kick at them and you know fair play to Tyrone like they went out there today without Neil Woods probably one of their main stars and uh, and bet and bet on goals so it can be done and I'd, we'd, I'd love to take on any of those teams in the quarterfinal so please God we can pick up I know it's it's disappointing that we lost today but we look at it in training um, after the club games as well and we look at it and we see what we can learn from it and we bring that into the quarterfinal Yeah Don English look at 
what more can you say about her other than she is probably the driving force behind this Cavan team constantly coming back and constantly pushing on all the time. So, um, you know, automatically she's looking for the learning in in the game, which I suppose is, is, is all you can do in that situation. Yeah, look, at she's been there for a good few years now. Like She was there on the All-Ireland Intermediate winning team. Um, she knows what it takes. And she probably she's probably a little bit frustrated that Kevin haven't kicked on to a higher level by now, but it's not for want to try and and um you'd imagine Cork are still going to beat Armagh. Um, mm. that would be a major upset if, if Armagh were to beat Cork. So Cavan should get into the quarterfinals. Um and they've they've had a chance to play against the top teams in the last couple of years. Like they played Mayo last year, albeit missed and a few. They played the dubs and yeah. now they've played Cork. They've played Donegal in the championship, they've played Armagh. They they they, they have lined out against a lot of the top sides and haven't done terribly badly but they probably just need to, to realise that it's it's there for them like they, they, like they showed against Donegal in the Ulster semi-final and they showed against Armand last day like they're probably on their day they, they can live with a lot of these teams possibly not maybe Cork and Dublin yeah but yeah, they can live with a lot of these teams like, like there could be an All-Ireland semi-final place for them well that's it and actually I caught up with the Cavan manager James Daly after the game and he was making that same point Champion Cavan manager James Daly here in uh, TEG Cusick Park. After disappointing defeat, I suppose coming into it, it was always going to be difficult. Realistically, was victory a- an option coming up against such a quality outfit like Cork? Yeah, look at Cork's. I think they won the league this year, the National League this year. And we talk uh, we talk about this being a learning curve. And we, we look at it, it was a learning curve for us today. And if we don't take anything away from it, then it's it's a, it's, it's a disaster for us. Yeah, but I think we will. Uh, we, we talked in the huddle. And some, some girls talked about how cute Cork were, at, you know, going and talking to the lanes when somebody's pulling at their jersey and this kind of stuff. And we learn. We learn wee things, okay? Like they're, how cynical they are with their foul. And, and, and I, you know, we want our girls to get better at that too, you know? And, but we're learning and we have so many so many young girls uh, yes we lost by 20 points and it's disappointing you know but it's all about as, as I said it's all it's all about getting to a quarter final with this team and um, and you know we'll be, we'll be hoping for Cork to do the same thing against our man next week yeah l- looking at it the physicality and, and the energy that that Cork side brought not only in attack they were up the field as soon as they lost possession an early ball even in Dashlin Shorten and she was surrounded by two or three players yeah they knew the strength of Ashland and there was always two players in there but they are like they, you know they're the they're the, the the benchmark for ladies football Cork and have been for the last 20 years so you're looking you're looking at it and you're thinking you know this is where we have got to get to Calvin has got to get to that and Calvin's done great work over the last five years with 14, 16 minors and you're, you're going to start seeing some of them minors come through over the next couple of years so but the thing about Cork though is it's, it's every year and it, and they've another great 14, 16 minors this year and then they had one last year so it's up it's up to the you know Calvin to keep up keep the good work and you know and like this is, it's all down to gym work it's the, you know Don English who's one of the best players in the country she was saying like how physical they were you thought you had a hand on them but they were bang they were gone they just brushed your hand off and, and, and moved on you know so, but it's it's you know we 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 started the game okay, and next thing you know we're down eight, and the, and you know we got a couple of opportunities.
opportunity, got a couple of really good goals, brought it back to two points and, you know, rattled them for a couple of minutes. And then we self-destructed with a really pure play and we just give them a goal on the platter, you know. So we those are things we can't do, you know. And we and as I said, I've only said it maybe ten times, you name it, it's it's we have to learn. And, and it's, it's you know, and, and that's our that's our job to try and push this on. On, on kickouts again, Cork pressed up and, and, and Cavan found it hard on, on probably in particular stages during the game to get that ball out. It, it seemed to be nearly lack of movement. I was watching it a wee bit more this time. Yeah, and and then again, you, you have to give Cork credit, all right. And Cork set up what, what you know is known basically zone, they'll, set, they'll set up zonally, and they'll have nine players uh, set up, and and it's it's yeah, it is up it is up to movement, and you know sometimes the movement wasn't good enough, and you know sometimes maybe the, you know the, the, we're, we're not finding our spots with the, with the kicks, and uh, but, but 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 Cork again defended it really really well, you know. And you know, like, and yeah, we played we played the sweeper and, and kept the sweeper back today, which you know pretty much gives them most of their kickouts. But we're we, you're trying to you're trying to maybe you know um, uh, tighten up the ship away, but even though we lost much money, you know, but that's what it's about. And 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 yeah, look, it's something we've been working on, and it's something we will continue to work on. You talk to a lot of teams around the country, and they're all they're all that. Goalkeeping, is, you know, the, goal, the, the kickouts are tough. You know what I mean, and, and it's hard. Yeah, it's a hinge. Looking at the result that came before the game, Tyrone beating Donegal, it throws the group of uh, Group Two or sorry, Group Four into a bit of disarray there. But it, it's maybe a positive for Cavan looking at a hopefully a quarter final. But there's opportunity now in that quarter final. Oh no doubt. Like, like, we look at maybe we shouldn't miss a surprise. Tyrone, Donegal beat Tyrone by I think. Three or four points in, in the Ulster quarter final, and uh, and the, the loss to Mayo last week by three points. So they maybe they just felt it's time, and it's a wee bit like us thinking last week against Armagh, it's time we won a game. So it is. It's it's yeah. You would have to think it's like Cork. You would think are going to win this group, and and, and they'll play, they'll play second in that group. Whoever comes in second in their group will play whoever finishes top of that. So right now. You know, I couldn't give you any idea because you know Donegal could win next week and still go out. You know, they could win by a couple of points and still go out. So it's going to be a really interesting game in Tullamore next week. And yeah, and it, it, it's good for us. You know, what I mean, it's, it, it gives us a, the thought of a good path. To, you know, to to probably get to a quarter final and, and possibly before that. Yeah. So like, it's all it is all to play for. Hopefully, you're you're going on the prediction that that. Cork will beat Armagh. Now they have to go up to Armagh, which means Cork didn't play any home games in the group stage. But such was their choice to allow the neutral venue for TG Cahar to stream the two or to to show the two games on Saturday afternoon. So, but you'd imagine they'll just have too much, and they'll also be aware that if they were to lose that game by a point, it puts the whole group wide open again. I think because. Um, it would mean all all teams end up on the same points at the end of it. Although it might actually put Cavan out if they were to lose it by two points, it could it could make a difference um, to Cork. I'm not sure exactly what the scoring difference would end up being, but it's it's something that Cork won't go up there thinking, look, we don't need to win this game. They'll go up to win the game because they want momentum going into the the uh, All Ireland quarter final. So. Uh, look, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that result this coming weekend and the All-Ireland quarterfinals, if Cavan are to make it, are on the weekend of August 10th. So stay with us here. We'll also 
hopefully maybe next week be able to bring you more on the suspension of uh, James Daly and some of the intricate details in that we're, we're, we have received some uh, documents on that and to be honest once we compile it put it together it does look fairly shocking on the LGFA but stay with us on the the We Are Calvin podcast we'll be bringing you more details um, of that in the coming week Brady's Arva Limited Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Moving on, Paul. The league's finished. The All-County Football League's finished uh, last weekend. Uh, Castle Rahan retaining Division 1 title and any fears that they were going to lack hunger coming into this year's championship or that they, they had what they wanted and were going to rest on their laurels I think have been put to bed They have they have and in, emphatically so like um, probably the big question around Castle Rahan coming into 2019 was there was sort of one or two ways they could have went they could have said right we, we've won the championship and the league last year we achieved our goal and maybe the effort levels would dip a little bit and they'd celebrate it or they, they could have said, we got a taste for it. Now the pressure's off. There's no more pressure on Castellan. They've won that championship now after so many years of, of trying. If they don't win another championship, they're still going to be remembered as history makers in their own clubs. And they can just go out and play football. And, and that's what they're doing now. And like, their movement um, up front on Sunday evening in terrible, terrible conditions. Obviously for both teams, conditions were horrendous. And like you, were, if, you would have to nearly be right in front of the goal was 10 yards out to be sure that the ball was going to go over the bar because it was so windy and a lot of rain showers at times and stuff like that like free kicks were going all over the place but their movement was brilliant they, they played as if it was a, a summer's day like there were, there were fellas coming off the shoulder their hand passing in the final third was exceptional like 1-9 was a hell of a score on the evening that was in it and they mm. created 4 or 5 other goal chances I, I was very very impressed on the flip side Rammer were, were very disappointed on the evening um, but Casaran looked the hungrier team. They looked like they really wanted to to retain that cup, and for me, they're now the team to beat in the championship again. Yeah, definitely. They they look like they have their their house in order going into the championship. Well, they've got they've, got, they've no massive injury worries. So Sean Brady has come back, I believe, to train. And, um, well, I heard conflicting reports. Someone told me he's come back in the last week. Someone said he's coming back soon. That he's been tied up with work commitments. He was never going to come back until the last few weeks anyway um, Parik Lukey is not playing he's going back to Australia I think so he's a, he's a big loss um, uh, Cormac Daly's fit now he didn't play the last day I think he might have been suspended Fergal Riley got his suspension overturned and he played David Redd who has had a bad time with injuries has had a good run at it and he's playing exceptionally well he was probably man of the match or close to it the other evening like, kicked a great point and was just feel, whatever bit of feeling was done he did it uh, bar maybe one catch by um, Garrett Mannion, um, but all in all, they're in very very good shape. Like and and look like there could be another championship in them. They look hungry. Yeah, definitely. O'Con- sorry, Ronan Flanagan and Ocean O'Connell deserve a mention too. They were they two of them. 
just really ran amok in the full forward line. And Oshin Kieran at centre back apparently. Yeah, he was very good. He's very good second half. Um and looked looked physically so imposing. It just goes to show the shape that the county players are in. Like like you wouldn't pick him out at county level as an absolute beast, but he looks at a club level. Yeah. Yeah. There there's definitely definitely the makings of another championship in that Castleran team, but it'll just be interesting to see over the coming weeks who offers themselves as a as, as their main competitors. In Division 2, then, Killing Care beaten by Ballyhays quite comprehensively in the end. Ballyhays looking looking the better side. Um, you know, I think Ballyhays, again, hitting form at the right time. They're, they're, they'll look like they're ready for an onslaught, but they'll be delighted to have picked up the silverware. You know, it'll, it'll give them confidence, and when they're a confident team, they're, they're a hard team to beat. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, I'd agree with that. And they're hitting form at the right time. Like, as we were saying on the other podcast, they've only lost uh, twice this year. That was against Killing Care by a point and then well beaten by Bellyburn in the league. But they avenged both of those in the playoff and the final. So they're they're going to be very confident. They're going to be going to the championship feeling they're unbeatable. Mm-hmm. And that's the way a team should be going to the championship. Um, with the firepower they've got up front, Sean McCormick, uh, mine in the house, very strong around the middle there as well. Young Clark has, has been a... A massive addition, so they're in very, very good shape. They're probably the big winners out of, out of the league. Um, a team that, if, if if someone had to said you at the start of the year, Valley Hills are going to be struggling the lower reaches of Division Two, you'd probably felt, yeah, well, they are in a bit of a rut. They're obviously uh, everyone would agree they're a lot better than that. But coming off the back of a relegation playoff last year, there was a sense that maybe they were at, at a crossroads, but they've bounced back in great style. And then, as we said on the other podcast, changing managers before the league had even kicked off, yeah, never bode well. But no. But My hats God. off to Aidan Waters. What what a, what a turnaround he's he's put in there and, and a massive achievement by Aidan. Uh, as we said, if you want more details on, on Bally Hayes, head on over to patreon.com for slash we are Calvin with the Intermediate Championship preview there. In Division 3 then, would it be fair to say an upset that Drumgoon beat McHugh? I don't think it would really be an upset, but McHugh are probably favourites going into it. Yeah, I'd say the way um I'd say they're going to beat them in the league, all right, as far as I, as far as I remember. Yeah, but only um, team that did. But Ballymacue had, had to go into the playoff um, and had a good win against Kilachandra. And going into that, yeah, I think Ballymacue, I think I said it last week, were, would have been going in there as slight favourites, but a great win for, for Drumgoon. And again, the experienced man, Adrian Cross, I didn't realise he was playing again this year. He's a, he's put a lot of years' experience under his belt as mm-hmm. well, Keith Fallon, Mick um, McDonald there in the middle of the field. Like the huge experience and some good youngsters as well. So, Great win for Jim Goon, but I suppose you could say the three teams that, that won the Cups were the three big winners out of it, but, um, you know, Bally McHugh getting back up is, is a big thing as well. Um, I suppose Lacken will feel that, they, that, they, that it was a success for them because they managed to re- retain their status, and Lacken are dependent on their, their three or four county men in a big way. So to, to not have them for a good few games and, and have a few injuries as well, Lacken managing to stay up, but they'll be quite happy with that going into the Championship as well. If we, if we take those points, so last year's promoted teams from Division 2, Mullahorn and Lara, go up to Division 1, both relegated again a year later back down. The teams that were relegated from Division 1 last year were Arva and Cuhullins. Neither got promoted out of Division 2. In fact, Arva took a, a, a relegation playoff to stay in it. Um, take Division 3 then promoted from Division 3 was Drumlane and Killing Care Killing Care put back to back promotions in the league going from 3 to 1 in the space of a little over 12 months and uh, then relegated from Division 2 to Division 3 last year 
where Ballymac. But they went, ba- went back down. They came up. Went back, went down, back down. Sorry, yeah. yeah, back down. So that's a that's a yo-yo story. No different than Mullahorn, Lara, or even than uh, than than. Um, the team's relegated. Ballymacue last year relegated from Division 2 to Division 3, straight back up again. Drumley obviously relegated last year from 2 to 3, end up mid-table Division 3. But there's a fair bit of yo-yo between yeah. the teams Kill- promoted relegated. Kill and Care were the team, I suppose, that booked the trend. Yeah. That they went up and went up again. Um, so most teams that... That's kind of proven that in the last two years, most teams that went up found it tough at the higher grade. And a lot of teams that went down to 2 found it tough. The teams that went down to 3... Seem to seem to find it a little bit easier, but again, the biggest gap, I'd say, if you if you ranked from from one to forty, the biggest gap there is between clubs is probably from from like thirty six to to thirty seven. There's three or four clubs sort of adrift at the bottom there at the minute, and that gives you handy wins in Division Three probably, and, mm. and you know Division Three season comes down to a couple of games really, whereas Division One or Two you have to be consistent all year. The uh, the debate was opened up on Twitter by Enda McCormick. Um, you know why that table toppers in Division One were Rammer United didn't win the cup, Castle and beat them. Table toppers in Division Two were Killing Care didn't win the cup, Bally Hayes beat them. Table toppers in Division Three, Ballymacue didn't win the cup, Drumgoon beat them. What's the point in having a league? Mm. You know, and 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 it is a fair debate to open up. In fairness, but it is. It is I, I agree. Um, it's just that it's always been done like that in the GA. Even back um, once or twice, they've, they've changed it over the years as they do tend to to uh, t- to f- tweak things. But going right back to the thirties, forties, I think the league came in in the thirties, the, the national league, and even back then there was a final. I always thought in GA they probably did it because they wanted to get. Then you take like Heineken Cup rugby and stuff, or not Heineken Cup, um, the Aviva Premiership. I think it's the Aviva, um, and the. The Pro Twelve, like their league, and, mm. and they're playing into a final as well. It's yeah. not just it's not just us. But I can definitely see yeah. at this point when you see the three table toppers not getting the cup. I can also contradict Enda or or, or tell Enda that he's wrong on this one or why because the league, the league. If you just had promotion, if you just had table toppers getting, it was saying Division One that they got the cup. Then with a few games to go, it's possible that one team is way out in front, and you have from second way down to the the teams that are involved in relegation that are essentially caught in no man's land. You could have five, six teams that have nothing to play for in the last three games which affects the 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 table when it's finished. So you have that in, in three different divisions and you'll end up having a lot of dead rubber games. So yeah. the advantage of having your playoffs, your semi finals and your finals is that it keeps teams interested in the competition pretty much up until the last round in, in probably 9 out of 10 games you know the, the only drawback on, on the flip side of that what you said is you take the case of Drumgoon they, they're kind of get they're a small club with, with not, a cu- not huge numbers doing very well this year they're kind of getting punished for doing so well in the league because when they play in the championship on Friday evening against Lara who are a very strong intermediate team uh, I think including a junior match the other evening and they have a small panel so, so there'd have been a big crossover there I think that's their fifth match in 13 days so they played a regulation li- league game against Kill they played a playoff against um, Kilachandra. They played the league final against Bally McHugh. They played a reserve game, and then they have a championship game on Friday evening. All of those in, in I think it's either twelve or thirteen days. It's, it, I think it's I think it's twelve days. So like five games in twelve days. That's a lot to ask of any player. Yeah, well, especially when the the fifth of them is your biggest game of the year. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I can, I can definitely understand. Having said that, you'd rather be in them than not. You know. So and and well, do, would, do, would, do you would you would you go and trade trade not promotion, but would you go and trade that cup for a win over Lara in the championship? They'd trade the cup, but they definitely wouldn't trade promotion. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that maybe, maybe that mean that goes back to the point that you don't need to play a final. But a final is an occasion. The cup is there. People come home for a final. Yeah, it's a good day for the club, especially for the team that wins it. And the gate, uh, uh, as far as I know, is split between the clubs. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's a boost for the coffers too. Like so, I can see there's pros and cons to it. Yeah, definitely. I, I while it it is congested, and I want to say as well, and and it may people mightn't agree with me, but. I think it's a great thing that the league finals are finished now before the championship starts because last year Lara caught themselves because of Mullerhorn pushing on to the Ulster final that they were waiting three months on on the league final against Mullerhorn and it, it 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 they were dragging boys out trying to get them to train and I'd say it had an effect on their season this year that instead of them coming back completely refreshed they were still going oh Jesus Christ I'm after being dragged out for the last three months for one game at the end of the year which we lost and then we're you know you're asking me back out again now in January which is only four weeks later you know they didn't get a chance to, to break at all so I think that you know the county board have to be commended they got the leagues finished before championship starts they got the finals done and dusted once your championship is over this year regardless of who you are you're done you can go and winter and and start to de-stress from the football if if that's what it if that's what it takes but you'll come back next year fresher and ready to go so i think it's a, a yeah hats off to the county board and clubs went and played without their county players and the sky didn't fall in exactly that's it that's a big thing on it Moving on to uh, the final part of the show, um, we're going to do our predictions for this weekend and we'll start off, we might start off with the senior championship because I'm not going to predict on this one, we'll leave it to you Paul on your own. Rammer against Mullerhorn in Ballamacue Friday evening at 8 o'clock. I ranked Rammer third in the county at the start of the league and I I was grinning like a Cheshire calf because they were going so well in the league um, but I saw them on Sunday and hadn't seen them in a while and I was very disappointed with them. Now, it can be put down to a blip because I don't think they had lost the game all year up to that. I think no, I'm right in saying that. You're right, yeah. Um, so maybe it can be put down to a blip. But they were poor. Now, they're missing a couple of players, but the players they're missing are around the same area, around midfield. We'll say Brian O'Connell, um, Killian Maguire, James McEnroe. I don't think James is going to be back. Um, so that's probably three mid- three midfielders they're missing, which is unfortunate. It does leave them, leave them tight in that area. Up front, the, the, Connor Bradley came back from France on Sunday morning and came on and did well. Um, so up, fr- up front, they have options there. Probably from, from their back eight, if you call it that, are are a little bit short on options. They could do with getting players back. Damien Barkey wasn't playing either. Jack Brady's now playing centre-half uh, back, probably because they're short on, on cover at the back. So I think they're probably a little bit vulnerable, but um, I think Mullerhorn... Uh, like the table doesn't lie Mullerhorn haven't had a good year so far you're going to shoot me for this but Mullerhorn haven't had a good year I know the injury list has been absolutely horrendous so I do think if Mullerhorn could play to the level that they played at last last November and December in the Ulster Club Championship I think Mullerhorn could definitely win that game but haven't seen it out of them in the league this year with all the players that have been missing possibly with a hangover from a long year last year as well um, so I, I'm going to go for Rammer to win it 
Good stuff. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that. He didn't like that, folks. No. <laughs> Nobody could argue with you. Rammer have to be favourites. Mullahorn haven't had a, a good year. But like. I do I do feel that, that Rammer are possibly vulnerable and I wouldn't fall over a chalk if Mullahorn won it, but on all known form this year, uh, like making the Division 1 league final and, and being bottom of Division 1, you'd have to say it would be a massive Does shout. It would be a massive good. shout to, yeah. to go with Mullahorn. It would be. Moving on to the Intermediate Championship. The hotel <laughs> Moving on to a, to a new guest on the podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll start off with um, Drumgoon against Lara. Big big game here. Yeah, again, Drumgoon have, have had a tough schedule coming into this. Um, Lara a little bit more rested. Lara have been getting players back as the, as the year has gone on. Mm. Um, are, you, are you taking a note of the predictions demo? Yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'm on it. We'll have to go back I'm to on it. There's, there's next a, there's week's show. Pitcher coming up. Uh, I'm going I'm going to go with Lara to win this one. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you on it. I think that Division 1 will will show in Lara's favour in the end. And while Drumgoon have momentum and are playing very well, they're going to make it a very close game. But you're talking about a gap of, of what are you talking about, 13, 14... 14 places 14, 15 places in league terms and I think that that may just be enough for for um, Lara to get well, over the although line the other way of looking at it is the both Division 2 teams the next time they, play, they kick a ball in the league this is true but yeah no Lara Lara I, for me I think so Beltorbid against Balagna that's a real interesting one that's a real that's a real cracker for the first round of the championship tie it around um, Balagna for me I think they're, they're favourites to win the championship Mm. Um, but Torbett in our rankings I'm not going to say how, how I ranked them because people are going to have to tune into yeah, the Patreon please. podcast to hear that <laughs> but uh, you ranked them differently to me you had them higher than I had you had you rate them very highly um, but I yeah look I wouldn't be again I wouldn't be massively surprised if Torbett got the job done but I'm going to go with Balignard there Balignard are certainly favourites the bookers are pricing it up like the Balignard have got to be based, based on their form in Division 1 like they finished comfortably in mid table in Division One and drew with Rammer and Crushla and some of these top teams. Like the bookies have got to be got to be pricing that at like four to seven, seven to four. I'd imagine. Yeah, you'd imagine. Um, I'm going to differ with you on this one. Oh, even even though I and and without giving it away, I tipped Balanya ahead of Beltorba in the rankings. I think that Beltorba could win this one, and I've I've a couple of methods to be madness. Beltorba, when when they're being tagged as underdogs, that's that's when they're most dangerous. They're they'll come out. They will. They're a championship team. All, no arguing with that. And 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 they relish the fact that people write them off. You know, so that's going to bring up their level of performance on top of it. Last year, Mullahorn beaten in the first round of the intermediate championship and on to win it. The previous year, the winners of the intermediate championship were Shercock, beaten in the first round. Previous year to that, Bally Hayes. Beaten in the first round, wasn't it? No, sorry, uh, am I writing that order? Yeah, you're right. Writing that order. Beaten in the first round. The the eventual winners have been beaten in the first round of the Intermediate Championship. Arva, the year before that, were beaten by Killing Care in 2016. The eventual winners don't start well in the the Championship, and that's where I think Balignac could fall into that course. Very, very... Very good. I never thought of that. Yeah, no, big, call, big share. Look, I I expect the bookies will price up these games, the intermediate games, because they usually do. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. So no team will be worried if they lose the first round. No. <laughs> Essentially, they'll all be they'll all be delighted. Um, next game then is Rammer United second team against Butler's Bridge. Again, it can only be the bridge for me because Rammer are such a, such uh, an unknown quantity. We don't know what, what sort of player players they're going to have out. Um, they will be bringing lads back. 
probably might be giving some lads game time with it, with a view to getting them fit for the seniors. Mm. And it's a bad time to, for the bridge to get them because, as we were saying on the other podcast, they're only going to be losing players as it goes on because once you play in the senior, you can't play in the, in the intermediate. So whoever they have, they're going to have them now unless they can get one or two back from America. Um, so I'm very very intrigued by this game to see what sort of a team Rammer have out and how these... I imagine there's going to be a lot of younger fellas, but they've, they've a lot of... Rammer also have a lot of seasoned fellas on their panel in their 30s who mightn't be getting That's much right. game time with the seniors who'll be, who'll be well fit to play at that level as well. So it's going to be interesting, but the bridge the bridge on all known form, semi-finalist last year, uh, the bridge for me. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Just on the simple fact that you don't know what Rammer are going to be able to bring. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't even make a stab at might might name five players that, that I'd be confident enough that Rammer will play but after that I, I don't have a clue so it, it's very hard to predict but I'll, I'll go with Butler's Bridge on this one um, down to West Cav and then Drum Lane against Swanland Bar it's in uh, Templeport Sunday afternoon again Swanland Bar have conceded 72 goals in 2018-2019 so far and still a championship campaign to come uh, I just can't I can't tip them to win games when they're leaking that many goals I think Drum Lane played well against uh Against Arva last week for a good while, but ran out, ran, kind of, well, kind of got caught in the second half. But we're we're playing very well at one stage, and there wasn't much in it even coming into the closing stages. So Jermaine are maybe starting to find their feet again. Um, I'm going to go with Jermaine. Yeah, I I think this is going to be so close, and as as I'm writing down the prediction here, I'm I'm not even sure of which side it falls on because if it's if it's a day that Gerard McKeon and Chris McCaff or Chris Curran decide to show up and play to their best you know they're going to be so hard stopped it's going to take a lot for for drum lane to stop them but if there's a side that can stop them on their league form it is drum lane they've been so mean at the back so i'm going to give just the tip of the hat to drum lane but i wouldn't be surprised actually if swan and bar won this one Tor, uh yeah toward last game is bailiabur against bally hayes this is a, a what less than it's on Sunday, so it's it's nine days after they play in a playoff. Yeah, like Bailiabur, someone said to me there might have been some shadow boxing going on there, but that was a big game for Bailiabur to get up to Division 1 after 15 years. I can't imagine they were holding back in that game. Um, they beat Ballyhill as well in the league. They scored five goals against them that evening. Ballyhill's turned turn around and beat them well then. So the, it's one game each on their own home patches. Um, this is going to be a neutral. Where is this game being played? It's in Coot Hill. Coot Hill, yeah. Neutral Trade venue. 15 Sunday. But Bally Hayes in the form that they're in, as you said, like when they're confident they're dangerous. I, I really like this Bailey Burr team. Uh, they've got good free takers, they've got ball winners, they've got pace. Um, I think they're a, they're a good outfit. They've been slowly building the last few years. A little bit of progress every year. Last year they lost the quarterfinal replay. Yeah. I haven't beaten the champions in the group stage. That was a good championships work by them. All that said... Bally Hayes have just hit a rich vein of form and if they continue that I think they'll win Yeah I'm going to agree with you on that one I think Bally Hayes I think it's very hard for Bailey to turn around nine days later and beat a team that absolutely walloped them it's it, it's a big big turnaround to to do in a short space of time. I think that'll be enough for Bally Hayes to get over but the I, line I, I, wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't rule out Bailey Burr winning the championship if they can find the form that they showed uh, earlier in the league when they put it together eight wins out of nine mm. Um, second last game then is in St. Matthew's Park in Cross Keys 3.15 it's Cuhullins against Corner Fane referee here is Porrick Shorten yeah um, Corner Fane beat them la- or sorry Cuhullins beat them last year in Lavi uh, Corner Fane beat them this year in the first round of the league put four goals past them 
there's a school of thought out there that the Cullens don't really like like really physical mm. combat when a team walks into them and, and Cornerfield will give them that to play on the edge. That said, I think that that Cullens have so much firepower up front. Even though Keating is retired and Adam Riley's not playing, I still think they've got lots of firepower up front. Uh, the emergence of Jack Trainer is taking the pressure off Barry Doyle for Cornerfield as well. But I still I always like this look of a team that has lots of scoring forwards. Cullens have that. I can see them putting up a good score. Possibly, possibly winning a high-scoring game. Yeah, I. I'm going to go for them to win it. Something like two fifteen to one fourteen. Something I could see a big scoring game in that one. Mm. I, I, I don't. I can't be letting in a lot of goals. Like I think in five games in the league, they let in two goals or more. Yeah. Like that won't do against Cor- against the Collins. No, 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 definitely not because they they will get goals and you know they've they've a lot of ways they can hurt you in the forward line. I just I. It's funny, I think referees are going to have a huge impact on, on these sort of games and, and Park Shorten will let the game go, you know, which I'm not sure will suit Coo Hollins. Now, yeah. you have the addition, obviously, of lines, men and you have umpires, but Park still controls the whistle and in general play, if it's a, a, a 50-50 call that he thinks is close to not being a foul, it's not a foul. Mm. And... I think that that might suit Corner Fane more than it suits Cuhullins, and and that's what kind of leveling this up a right bit for me. I I agree with you that Cuhullins probably have the better firepower, but I just wondered can can the Corner Fane backs nullify the Cuhullins attack? Are, are they are they going to be allowed to thrive in a situation like you have in the heated championship? It, it it's a very very close game for me. I'd probably just edge with Cuhullins, but. I wouldn't be surprised to see Cornerfin win this one. I think Get off the fence, call it. I think it's a point, a point or two to Coo Hollands. Okay, it'll be close, but a point, a point or two at most. Uh, local derby then for the final one. It's in Balanya Sunday evening at seven o'clock. Arva against Kilishandra. Uh, Arva stayed up in Division Two. Kilishandra stayed in Division Three. I think that's a very bad draw for Kilishandra. Arva um, are better than they showed in the league. There's just so many injuries and players away and stuff like that. They're starting to find their feet. They stayed up, uh, which will give them a massive boost. Stop the rot, um, and like your lads like Conal Sheridan get nine points the weekend. Kevin Bush or Peter Morris playing very well. Um, Bino Ellis, lots of options up front. Kieran Brady had a brilliant second half the last day. Kilishandra after having a great league, and only one team beat them, and that was from Goon. Uh, all that said, it's a big step up from three to two. As as the stats, well, Killen Kerr didn't prove it, but Jermaine proved it. It is a it is a big step up, and I think Arva if Arva had been in Division Three, I think they'd have been right up there at the top of two. So, uh, for me, Arva are going to win that one. Yeah, and I, I I should have mentioned Kieran McCarville there as the referee as well. Like I think that that'll keep control of the game. You know that, that I thought I thought he refereed the Division One final very well. Yeah, yeah, I I think that I think that that'll suit probably Arva because. Kilishandra are a very physical team. They're physically massive men, and and they use it to their advantage. But I think that they'll not be let go over the line by Kieran McCarville, and uh, and I think that that'll be to Arva's advantage. You know, if Arva, which they usually are very good on freeze, I think it may just be enough. I, I'd fancy Arva to get over the line on this one myself as well. So, um, that's the intermediate, the Hotel Kilmore intermediate. Championship predictions. Moving on to the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship predictions. Friday night in Lavi at eight o'clock. Martin Sexton's the referee. Is then against Knockbride. That's the tie it around. Oh yeah, that's a cracker. 
that's an absolute cracker of a box game. office. Yeah, really is. Um, might go to that one too. How many games can I go to Friday evening? <laughs> I take only one. I wanted to go to the Rammer game. I might go to Den and Upright. Um, that's I think that's that's an absolute humdinger. Very hard to call it. I'm going to just go for go for Den. I think based on the fact that they they had a very good league there in Division Two. Um, saw an upright against against Killingcare in the flesh there a week or two ago, and they definitely have an awful lot of talent, a lot of pace. Jordan McCabe driving through there, Kieran Smith really wily operator on the forty, the scoring power, ball winning ability inside. Mm-hmm. Um, thought they struggled when Killingcare ran at them, and but then mightn't have the pace that Killingcare have. Very few teams do up front, but then um, will have noticed that I'm sure, and uh, I think then just have a have a lot. Of, of quality up front as well and give them a slight edge yeah again this the, I'd love you to be running this game there. I'd lo- yeah yeah I, I'm actually I'm going to call the draw on it you, you took the words out of my mouth on it because I think that this is you know styles make fights but it's young athletic pacey footballers against a, a more traditional robust strong team that, that can that can bully you out of a situation and and, and you know, but they have a good blend though. Like, the, like they have the Mossy Cores and the Martin Cals and fellas like that. Um, but they also have, like you know, you should, Thomas Edward Donahue, Sean Donahue, Oshin Cairn and Conor O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Um, good youngsters like that as well. So they have a nice blend. Like they're not going to be right there. Look, we we called it last week. Killing care then and upright for me. The winner of the junior is going to come from those three. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what. That's why I don't think there's going to be a lot in this one, and I think it's. It, it could come down to as simple or as fine a margin as a shower of rain before the game could suit then. You know, a, a really dry summer's evening could suit Knockbride. You know, you just don't know. I think it's going to be too too, too close to call on this one. So I'm going to I'm going to call this one as a draw because I I, I genuinely think they're they're two very two very I wouldn't say evenly matched because they're very different strengths, but they're two teams that on their day with the right they could beat each other and mm. and that's why I, I'm, I'm going to call the draw on this one I'll, I'll sit on the fence for it so um, uh, Shannon Gales against Munster Connacht Saturday in Terry Kyle yeah, Park 5pm Munster Connacht Gibbon. hammered them in the league uh, a couple of weeks ago up there but up in Shan- up in um, Ryfield but I think that, that uh, Shannon Gales when they have everyone they're, they're the next best outside of that other three in, in the junior championship so I'd expect them to have everyone for this game. So for me, Shannon Gales to, to win it. Munter Connacht, a little bit short on, on options this year. Mm. Lost a good few players. So Shannon Gales to win that one. Even though um, we could, if, if Munter Connacht win it, they'll point to the earlier league result. But Shannon Gales, I think, got to be favourites there. I think so. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I think Shannon Gales will just have too much when they've everybody available. And I expect... In championship, they're going to have everybody available. So, um, Shannon Gales for me, Drumley against Templeport. It's on Saturday afternoon in uh, Drum Lane at 5 pm. Referee to be confirmed. Yeah, Templeport, I'm going to give the nod to there. Um, you're going to shoot me before I leave the studio. Yeah, yeah you're really <laughs> trying to piss me off. Uh, no, I think based on the league, Templeport were, were a little bit higher in the rankings than, than Drumley. Um, They've got some players back. They had a lot of injuries. Like we talked about that before. They got two cruises in the same game and stuff like that. But they're starting to get lads back. Sean Dolan's back. Liam Gallagher's near back or nearly back. Um, ben Kelly's starting to play really well there. So I think I think uh, Templeport is going to 
going to do the job there. I'm going to go against you with this one on, oh, and, and back my own. I think I think Drummolly with Kean Bournes with Lee Dunn with Andy Fallon starting to get back into good form there Sean O'Kane has showed glimpses of what he's capable of doing in the forward line and they've got the addition of Callum Lynch who's back playing now who's a, a fabulous footballer oh, he, he is, I didn't realise he was back he's a great player I see, I'm keeping some of the inside information for myself so yeah Dara Gaffney back doing a bit of training Tommaso Keith back doing a bit of training I think it all strengthens up for Drummolee and I think that that they'll just have enough to get over line on this one. I, I, I fancy my own drummerly to get over this one. Um, Mount Nugent against Kildallan, that's in uh, Kilishandra, 7 o'clock. Again, referee to be confirmed, I think. Again. Port uh, Podrick, Uv, Uv, Duvalon. Is that yeah, Kilishandra? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's, again, a hard one to call. I'd probably give Mount Nugent a side edge there. They have a few injuries. Um but Kildallan, Kildallan have just are missing a lot of players this year. They're missing about five starters as far as I know. And Ryan O'Neill isn't back yet from the States, mm. as far as I'm, I'm told. So I give my news in a slight edge there. To the disappointing league, um, like I think they were maybe they were maybe twelfth in that division in the league, or maybe eleventh around that. But I still think, I still think uh, they'll have they'll have lined this one up from a long, long way out, and I think they can win it. I think in my Nugent have got it. Uh, actually, I think both sides have, have very good managers in Terence Reynolds and Shane McCabe. Um, I think though that while Kieran Caffrey looks like he's out for Mount Nugent, I think the loss of O'Neill and McParland are two big losses for Kildallan. I think that they're the engine and and and, and the finishing, you know, of the highest quality that Kildallan have, and I think that should just give. My Nugent the edge. I think Adam Rehill's playing well and um full forward for my Nugent name's gone from me. Hennessy. Hennessy. I think that he'll he'll have a little bit too much for them in, in, in the in the full forward line or in, he could be out in the half forward line. I think my Nugent will just edge this one personally. Um Mahara against Drung in Stradone, seven o'clock on Saturday evening. Martin Cleary's the referee. Ah, there's only gonna be one winner there and all known form. Uh, Drung are going to win that with a good bit of spare. Yeah, I, I, I think Drung should have enough. They've had a good league campaign, um, and I think Tiernan Riley and the brother Kalon should should have enough up front to cause Mahara too much, um, too much problems. So, it's uh, it's a Drung win for me. Then on to Sunday, two games um, at one thirty p.m. in Bombay. It's Corla against Red Hills. Uh, Podge Farley is the referee here. Yeah. Um that was a very close game in the league um, and it'll probably suit Corda that the game's in, in Bombay which is which is the next best thing to a home game for them um, and a pitch that they're probably well used to but that's it I think I just think Red Hills will have a little bit too much on the day for them I think Corda at full strength are, are better than they're probably the, the league position suggests um, but I'm just going to give Red Hills a slight nod there but there's not mm. going to be much in it there's going to be very little in that yeah, it it's one of those ones that you'd have expected. Um, you'd have expected at Red Hills. I I genuinely thought that they were going to push on in this junior championship, but I was making that presumption on Torlick Mooney being available, on Rory Dunn being available, and you know no players leaving the panel from last year, and, and it hasn't worked out that way. So it, it like was it it was one eighteen to three nine in the championship, and while. On the scoreboard, that's only a three-point win. 
it's still 19 scores plays 12 um, so I'd expect Red Hills should have enough to get over the line on this one but Corla to close the gap um, on 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 the junior teams above them I think they it might only be you know, three four point win for for Red Hills on this one, and and, and Red Hills will take it. They'll take that, yeah. No, that's. I think it could be even be closer. Yeah, could be. Final game then is Sunday evening. Um, it's Killing Care against Kill in Coot Hill in Hugh O'Reilly Memorial Park, and the referee is Jimmy Galligan. It's at five o'clock. Yeah, Killer at a low ebb at the minute. Um, lost a few local derbies. Lost lost a few games heavily. Um. Killing Care obviously going well. They will be disappointed to lose the league final, but had been going well. Got promotion to Division One. Um, beat beat Kill last year in the championship, and Killing Care looked to be as strong as they were. Kill probably are weaker than they were last year. Gary Tiernan out with a, with a collarbone injury as well. So anything other than Killing Care win is a major upset there. Yeah, definitely is. I I, I have to agree. I think Killing Care should win this one. Um, if if they can control Sean Gaffney, I think that you go. A long way towards stopping any threat that, that Kill has. Probably a blow for for Killing Care is Kevin McCabe out with a, a broken hand from the Knockbride game, um, which is something that that you know they're not a flush with midfielders um, since Noel McGovern retired. Now he came back for one game, but hasn't really been there the whole time since. So I don't expect him right. to play a part. So it's a, it's it's probably a slight worry in the middle of the field but if they can get themselves over although Kieran Flynn done well against Bally Hayes in the middle of the field maybe he can step up because he's a big big man um just hasn't hasn't been playing a lot of senior football so but i i expect they should have still too much for uh, for kill on sunday evening so that brings us uh, to the end of the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Again, if you want to head over to patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin, we've got the intermediate championship preview and our, our rankings for the intermediate championship team. We also have from the previous week, the junior, the College Craft Bakery junior championship preview as well. So that's all over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. Thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast and best of luck to all teams and hopefully we get good weather so we can get good numbers out into the club value venues around the county. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 43